Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Don Cozy Podcast coming to you live from Africa, the motherland. I fucking love this place. Sunny, it's hot, it's warm, it's not humid, you know. And I think it's a great time for good news and great news, actually, which has been happening across Africa and the world. And I just want to shout out, this is a special shout out to my friend's uh, business, or it's a company, right? Shout out to Bangane, my longtime friend. He has a sneaker care business uh, with a conglomerate of friends of his. It's actually called Chuluga Sneaker Care. For those who don't know what Chuluga stands for, it stands for drip, right? It's loosely translated as drip. So, Juluga, you can follow them on Twitter at Juluga underscore co or underscore co. So, these are you spell Juluga, J-U-L-U-K-A. J-U-L-U-K-A underscore co, C-O. Juluga Sneaker Care Business is actually located along, if you're in Bulawa, you're Zimbabwe, it's located along Robert Mugabe, uh, right next to Buddhist Pharmacy, and you'll find it at the basement. It's along 8th, Robert Mugabe and 8th Avenue. So, shout out to that, shout out to them. They're the baddest uh, and they're doing the most right now, guys. You know, it's affordable. You get your sneakers cleaned in pristine. They'll be, like, in pristine condition. Man, just visit the shop, right? Just visit the damn shop. It's in the basement, and the technicians will give you a hella, hella clean of your sneakers. We need to take care of our sneakers right now before it gets into the rainy season. And when the rainy season comes through, make sure you pop by Chuluga Sneaker Care Business along Robert Mugabe and 8th Street uh, and get your sneakers clean, right? So let's get into it. So today's episode, I want to touch on something I talked about last time, that uh, we had the Kenyan elections, which were held last week, Tuesday, and it has been a tumultuous week where we have been way it's been very opaque right because we're wondering who was going to win uh, uh, was there going to be like violence and who was going to come out tops so i think right now as of yesterday william ruto who was the vice president of uhuru kenyatta has been declared president-elect of Kenya, making him the fifth president of Kenya after independence. Some countries are lucky yeah, in Africa. Five presidents. <laughs> so this is the fifth president. And I think the youth yielded the call. And like I said in the previous episode, that he's only 55 years old. His candidate or the guy, his, the rival was 77 years, was Raila Odinga, who has been contesting for the presidency since 1997. How many of you were born by that time? 
So you can imagine a person has been running for presidency for 25 fucking years. 25 years. Some of you are 25 right now listening to this podcast. There was a man or there is a man who has been running and trying to run for presidency for 25 years. And he lost again to his arch rival, William Ruto. So shout out to William Ruto. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Kenya for holding, um, I think we can say it's a peaceful election uh, regarding the 2007 violence that saw a a lot of death and maiming of voters who are just trying to exercise their, you know, right to vote. So the news comes after six days, like I said, and he managed to obtain 50.49, which I think is mandatory for for you to get elected as uh, president, where they say 50 plus. When when you get 50%, they had a a 1%. So he he got like 50.49, so that's point. 51% that makes him uh, president-elect. And this didn't come after, like, a lot of drama before he stood on the podium to address uh, the nation where chairs were thrown and the IEBC of the country had four of their officials stepping down because they said the, the process was opaque. But they are saying the process was opaque because they wanted a certain person to win. And that certain person was Raila Odinga, who failed to win, one. Two, they were appointed by the outgoing president, Uhuru Kenyatta, meaning that these people had an allegiance they were connected to. They knew where their bread was buttered, but when the people of Kenya have spoken, they have spoken. I think it's a lesson for every country, regardless of uh nationality and it's a even a bigger lesson for african countries because we have this tendency of not of failing of actually failing to protect our vote and to stand for our vote i speak like this because next year in 2023 we have our own elections in this country zimbabwe where we'll have I think this is going to be the biggest election because of the amount of youth and the amount of new voters who want to vote. So regardless of party, people need to stand up for their vote and know that, okay, we turned up in numbers. I voted for Don Cozy or I didn't vote for Don Cozy, right? Does he deserve to win or not? And also I think as a continent, we're stepping into this part or a place where we want so much transparency with our election process so that it does not hinder our economic growth as a country and as a region and as a continent. Because once we over-analyze or over-emphasize uh, political interference, it hinders economic growth. Because we're going to spend another two, three, four, five years, you know, bickering about who won, I was supposed to win. And not excluding the fact that most probably 
in the next coming days with regards to Kenya, there might be uh, allegations of vote rigging, vote tempering, ballot box tempering, and we might see this thing going to court. Hopefully, I hope and pray it doesn't go to court because I think Raila Odinga, in his 25 years, has been championing democracy. So I think he has to take this defeat in his stride, step down with grace, They'll all recognize him and acknowledge his part in uh, the democratic process of uh, Kenya and where they have been and where, where they want to go. And I think the youth is, have decided on the path that they want. They want an energetic, youthful leader who will look and take care of their needs. Because let us not also forget this. United Nations... Stats show that come 2024, 2025, 40% of the population in Africa will be the youth. When we go to 2030 and go to 2035, we're going to realize that 60% of the population will be youth. So I don't want someone who's 90 years to rule me because does he or she even know how to use a smartphone? Does he or she even know how to engage uh, on social media without having an aid beside them, right? We need someone who's savvy and who knows what, what is really going on and what their decisions, if they're going to have a negative or a positive impact on the youth because we are the ones who are actually going to uh, outgrow our previous generation and be the leaders of tomorrow so shout out to kenya for that one shout out to them shout out to william ruto personally i was supporting him because he's young uh i think young people should be given a chance to lead the, the older generation before they became old they were given a chance to lead and i think it's just selfish of them to think that the youth cannot lead themselves or come up with ideas for the betterment of the continent. So shout out to Kenya. And I'm actually happy for that development. I hope nothing goes into like violence or litigation and court cases. And because it will just hinder what the people have just decided. And at the end of the day, we don't need a runoff because he has won 50% and that's what's all he needed, right? And bouncing from Kenya to ATL, there have been rumors that Ghana will be released this week. These are like unconfirmed rumors that he might be released. Um, it's actually concerning because if he is to be released, that means that he snitched on Young Thug and the whole YSL gang, right? But these are unconfirmed rumors. But it's coming from a notable Twitter handle source. And we stand to see if he will be released this week. And if he's to be released, or let's say he was to be released even in December, what impact would that have on the case of YSL, the RICO charges against YSL? Because it will mean that apparently... Ghana took a proffer agreement with the state to be a state witness against Young Thug and the rest of the 26 members of 
YSL and that will make him into a snitch. I hope this is not true. And because, come on, guys, you know, Ghana being a snitch, the way that they were joking around with 6 ix name and saying he was a snitch, and now him snitching on his boss, Big Slam, Young Thug, it, it, it will leave a bitter taste in my mouth as a listener and as an avid trap listener and a YSL fanatic, right? Because it will look like, God damn, you had to snitch on your boy. But we have to look at it also on the, on the flip side. This is someone's freedom. Ghana is only like 29 years old. And if he looks at 15, 20, 30 years in prison, that means he comes out in his 50s. And imagine <laughs> all the privileges that you'll be missing out on. Your favorite drug cocktails, your favorite stripper joints, NBA matches... You know, and a lot of things, driving your foreign cars. So people snitch, snitch because they've got their own reasons, freedom, and just wanting to live their lives and maybe also uh, some form of rehabilitation from the street gang activities. But if he is to be released this week, it will be like a punch in the face of Young Da because... I know Young Thug won't believe it, you know. That's his dude, that's his guy. And once he snitches, it's game over. It will mean that Young Thug will really, really be in the ring for that crime. And the game, I think this is the highlight of this. The game released his highly anticipated album, Drillmatic, on Friday, the 12th of August, 2022. When I look at it, I think this album falls in the top five, in my top five albums of this year. Firstly, I'll put Drake's, uh, <laughs> never mind, honestly, never mind. That's number one. I'll put Future's album at number two. I'll put uh, Ghana's album at number three. I'll put Kendrick Lamar's album at number four, and I'll put the game's dramatic at number five, number six, push a T, then other albums can fall back. So it's a really highly anticipated album. It's 30 tracks. And just to put it in, into context, it's two hours of music. This is a rap, hip hop slash world music because it's, it's everything that we've wanted or everything that we're craving and i think if we were to look at it once dj kelly drops his album i think it it'll have certain similarities to the game's album in terms of the way the the way it has been structured because there are some groovy tracks there and there are some real hardcore hip-hop rap songs there so that they can like um really give you that buzz um, this album was also produced ma mainly by Hit Boy. For people who don't know Hit Boy, if you listen to the song Niggas in Paris, it was produced by Hit Boy. The last two Nas albums were produced by Hit Boy. And a plethora of other tracks were produced by Hit Boy. A lot of tracks that you and I know 
but you might not know who the the producer was, but it was Hit Boy. So it was majority of the album was produced by Hit Boy. Like I said, 30 fucking hot tracks, right? And off the rip, the Black Slim Shady song was the standout song and the most controversial song so far after the release of this album because... People are saying it's a diss track to Eminem. I say the game is actually showing or paying respect to Eminem. In a way, yes, he's going at Eminem. But if you listen to that song, it's more of like, I studied you. I like your music. I like the way you are rapping. I miss you in the game. You better come back. And if you are to come back, you better hit on someone like me because I'm a rapper who can take you on blow by blow, right? So it's a, like I said, it's not a diss track for me and it's a 10-minute track of just the cadence, the, the storytelling, the way he's rapping, you know, the mannerisms of Eminem are encapsulated in those 10 minutes of that diss track. Yeah, people might say, oh, the game is whack for doing this. He's trying to seek relevance. Guys, the game is one of those dope rappers who you, you always listen to at the end of the day. And you cannot like just say, nah, the game is whack. The game is not whack. It might not be your top five, but... He will always stand out as a rapper. His delivery, the way he's so brash, right? You know he's a bumped on nigga. <laughs> you know, he will really show you that he is from the south side of LA, right? So now you 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 get to realize that this album it's a more of how the game is seeing the game. <laughs> no pun intended, and the way he wants to navigate his career right now from the G-Unit era, the aftermath, the Dr. Dre, the Eminem uh, parts of his life and just want to venture as a proper artist in his own lane. So my standout tracks uh, from this album, Burning Checks featuring an intro from Eazy-E and featuring Fabio Foreign, uh, home Invasion, obviously, uh, The Black Slim Shady. Outside, featuring YG. How Far, uh, How Far I Came, featuring Roddy Rich. Ruby's Rose, Ebangan. You know Ruby Rose, right? <laughs> so Ruby Rose, you know. <laughs> for those who don't know who Ruby Rose is, go on Instagram and search for Ruby Rose. So there's a song called Ruby's Rose featuring Twister and Jeremiah. I actually like the song. It's more like R&B, you know. Uh, Nikki, Nikki Beach featuring French Montana and Tory Lanez. This is my favorite song on the album, Nikki Beach. Uh, Talk To Me featuring McMill. Money Cash Close featuring ASAP Rocky. And finally, Save The Best For Last featuring the only boss, Rick Ross. Like I said, Rick Ross is coming to Zim in November. So he'll be performing November the 18th at the HICC. So, <laughs> you know, this is a song we should be listening to as we wait for Rick Ross. And 
is we appreciate someone like the game who has been in the game since the early 2000s and his career is spanning 22 23 24 25 odd years and we should appreciate someone like that who has got such longevity in the game so shout out to the game shout out to that album i fucking love the album it's in my top five albums of the year maybe it might be knocked out by uh dj Khaled's album maybe not but we'll, we'll wait and see how it goes and finally uh the epl the english premier league you know i think the story is just recurring it's funny it's actually a uh, mind-boggling as we go you know i'm going to talk about manchester united right manchester united lost four nil to brentford they've never lost to this team <sighs> The, the last time they lost to this team, it was like in 1938. These are like World War times and shit. You know, they haven't lost. <laughs> this club has got fucking Cristiano Ronaldo. A five-time Ballon d'Or winner. A five-time UEFA Champions League winner. You know, and the pedigree of Manchester United to lose against such a team... It's horrific, you know. Um, we'll we'll laugh at it. We'll, we'll, we'll you know we'll enjoy their their losses, but it's actually disturbing to see a club of this stature starting to lose their momentum at such an early stage of the season. Because I think this is my thought. I think maybe there's a crisis at Manchester United. I think also there's an attitude problem at Manchester United, and thirdly. I think when people are being signed or when they're signing their contracts or being given contracts, we shouldn't give too much powers to the player because right now there's a story going around saying that there are certain players who've got clauses in their in their in their contracts which state that they should play a specific amount of games and they cannot be rested unless unless they are injured. So imagine playing a Harry Maguire for for the <laughs> for the whole season if he's not to be like injured and this is one of the players who I think is a liability him David De Gea and the others right even if Eric Ten Hag who's a manager comes in and wants to implement certain players to his squad he won't because their contract states otherwise and finally do they have a plan. Because now, uh, as of today, apparently Manchester United are now open to talks to sell Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he should go. I have so much respect for him. But I think also his sulking is fucking up the chemistry, the team chemistry. And maybe when he leaves, they will start to perform because, you know, it's, it's painful to see a club like that underperform. And finally, Chelsea and Tottenham played on Sunday. And it was a fiery one-all draw. Which saw their coaches at the end of the match uh, going to a, a duel where Thomas Tuchel, actually, I won't say manhandled uh, Antonio Conte, the, Ch- the, Chelsea, the Chelsea manager. But, you know, he was saying that when you're shaking hands, you must look at me <laughs> directly into the eye. And that 
that warranted them to get like red cards and a suspension. I don't know of how many games and now there's a petition where they want the referee who was refereeing the match to be I don't know, they want him to be suspended or they don't want him to like uh referee uh Chelsea matches anymore because they're saying he's got some form of bias or whatever. I think at the end of the day it's just sport. You know, uh, emotions get the high of people and people at the end of the day, once they get into their emotions, they act, <laughs> they just act funny. And, but the coaches came out and once the coaches came out and had their press conferences, uh, it was almost like a light, light moment between them, which didn't like protrude overlap into something like next time i see him i'm going to like fight him or it's sport at the end of the if you ever play sport you know you win some you lose some if you don't win or lose you're going to draw and you have to take it on the chin and move on right so shout out to those coaches for bringing us that entertainment and i hope to continue to see such entertainment from both coaches and hopefully they can and uh, in respectable places on the log. So with that being said, I end this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Follow at the Don Cozy Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. And follow me on my personal handle at one Don Cozy on Instagram and on Twitter. And with that being said, everything is just cozy.